Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back once again. You might be seeing this on YouTube, you might be hearing us on your podcatcher of choice. Whatever it is, we're glad to have you back. Uh, if you're seeing our faces, welcome. How are you? You might see our guest down there. Uh, we got Hollywood with us as usual. And we are joined this week by De- at Detroit Beastie. That's me. That's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's you. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, to peel back the curtain a little bit, to let everybody know that... Uh, they asked me to be on. I couldn't be more thrilled. And then we we all got to chat and kind of catch up a little bit about 20 minutes prior to us going live. And uh, two good dudes. I'm happy to be on. And I'm a uh, quick shout out to the Australian guy, Peter, who I heard a lot about you. And uh, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready to talk IDP, DFS, anything and everything. Happy to be here. Can't thank you guys enough. Yes, You're Peter welcome. will be uh, getting to hear the Patreon episodes as he just became oh, yeah. our latest patron. So thank you and we'll be in touch uh obviously a little busy right this second uh hopefully you can stick around chris and uh join us on the patreon absolutely i got nothing but time guys absolutely awesome uh so uh tell us well let's start off off the bat where can the people find your work where can they find you at on the, the twitter sphere i think i already said it but it's spelled out the bottom of the page too that's what's kind of nice about having us on youtube is you can just read you don't even need us to tell you where to find but uh, for those listening at home where can they find you yeah absolutely you can find me on twitter at detroit beastie uh i i take everybody in any conversation any dm follow for follow that kind of thing i love a good uh sports conversation a uh current events conversation anything you want to talk about happy to do that at detroit beastie and all my content is on uh strictly on dfscheatsheet.com and on twitter if you want to follow them they're at, at dfscheatsheet1 on twitter someone else had the dfs cheat sheet name why i don't know so uh, it's kind of like the guy buying twitter. up all the washington red tails and the red wolves and you know that's I mean, exactly maybe, what it is maybe they saw that's- an opportunity and said hey that's a million dollar idea. I don't think the DFS cheat sheet uh, yet is going to be worth a million dollars. But uh, well, they just decided to put fast. a one there. So I'm telling you, when I tra- when I changed from DFFD win to Hollywood Titan, when I first started typing in, I was like, man, if this name is taken, somebody is somebody's ass is mine. <laughs> and I know. Uh... No, I I don't mean not to be rude, Dan, but I think I think and like. Hollywood Titan 15 is kind of lame, you know, Detroit Beastie 2. I wouldn't want to do it. So Seahawks Dan 8 is kind of. Well, the 8 is actually. uh, (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you, Detroit. (laughs) The 8 is actually my lucky number. So when I first set up this Twitter account back in, I don't know, like 2012, I wasn't actually writing or doing anything. I was just uh, a random dude that joined Twitter for fantasy information. And, uh, Mm -hmm. 
And, and also, it's, it was also, I guess Matt Hasselbeck was still the quarterback for the Seahawks at the time. So, uh, so yeah, wow. it's kind of. I think he played in Tennessee yeah. for a while, too. He did, yes, he did. <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably the uh, second best Seahawks quarterback in the history. Jim Zorn I agree. You know, might be right up there, you know. What about, uh, wasn't uh, David Craig a quarterback there? Because he, yeah. oh, Detro- oh, he came to Detroit after his Seattle days, if I'm not mistaken. He That's did. taking me back to some he David did. Craig. Um, <laughs> he didn't really take us too far, though. But, uh, but yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk today a little bit of DFS, a little bit of IDP, uh, get into some things here. Uh, but first, Daryl, uh, what do you have news-wise for us? I know it's been a uh, – crazy week as far as um the football world yeah and these first three are kind of i guess they kind of tie all together <clears throat> so uh, you know they've uh, the nfl and the nflpa have agreed that they will be daily testing for the first two weeks of training camp for this covid uh i know that's everybody's tired of talking about it myself included but reality is we have to address it so you know they're going to test for the first two weeks and see how many players are positive or not positive all this good stuff um and then today we kind of well the last couple days we kind of learned that there's going to be no preseason games for 2020 they agreed on that and just yeah and then here's the bad news Training camp rosters are going to be limited to 80 players. So, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about the testing for the ter- first two weeks, but no, pre- no preseason games and you're going to cut rosters down to 80. This kills the rookie class. It really it does. does. And it kills your fringe players too because my question is if you're an NFL owner and you've got your draft class drafted, this could go either way. You're either going to cut rookies that, hey, I'm not going to take this chance on him. I'm going to go with the veterans. Or do you have these veterans that, eh, I'm not too sure about. I'm going to go with the youth and get these rookies in here and try to develop them. Which way do you go? What do you do? Well, and with the, the limited rosters, you don't have many options. So, Yeah, but, I mean, eight, 90 to 80, you're really looking at those guys that weren't going to make the roster anyway. But, I mean, there are those, like, you know, you know, guy like Victor Cruz that comes out of nowhere. You know, right. those, those are the guys you're not having in the camp, which I think does hurt, you know, those guys. I know on NFL Network they had um, some, some HBCU guys uh, on some former HBCU. Uh, they said it really hurts those guys because a lot of those guys were undrafted, got jobs yeah. in training camps, and, um, you know, guys like Tariq Cohen. You know, Darius Leonard obviously was a second-round pick, but Tariq Cohen, you know, he wasn't a second-round pick. Um, he made the squad on his talent and, and showing out preseason. So it does hurt guys like that. Yeah, um, especially your undrafted guys, and we're, we're going to touch on one here in just a second. I mean, that really hurts them because this preseason and this training camp is, you know, they know this is – for lack of a better way of putting it, this is their last chance. You know, they have to get in there. They have to grind. They have to show that they belong. And some of them make it, some of them don't. But when you take the opportunity away, you know, that that's what really hurts is when you take that chance away. 
hopefully I'm not spoiling your the next story, but the, I think that if I'm not mistaken, the first casualty is Khalil Tate in Philadelphia. Yeah. He was drafted by them uh, in the summer of 2018. He was a preseason Heisman candidate. And in the summer, oh, he was actually undrafted quarterback trying to make the transition to wide receiver. And they've already they've already waived him. And yeah, that's uh, a great example. I mean, he was already, I think, kind of on the the line, receiver, quarterback, you know, whatever. And now he's not going to get in there to be able to prove. I mean, you know, these teams yeah. teams are going to make these hard decisions. And what really hurts? Where do they go? There's no XFL. There's no CFL. There's no right. there's no option really. I mean. And a guy like Khalil Tate, he's the prototypical, you know, gets to play in those first two preseason games. Then he gets, you know, the, the normal starters play the entire, uh, you know, right. second half of, of the third yeah. game. And then the fourth game, that's right before the roster cuts. And you can see what he's got. Can they, would, would they might have put him in at quarterback for a little bit just in case? Let him Snapper play too. some receivers, some, you know, uh, special team stuff. Really show them what he's about. He's He's 6'2", 200-plus pounds. I mean, who knows? Uh, I'd like to think he's going to be picked up somewhere else, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, with, he could run with a these limited special. rosters, you just don't think people are going to pick up a lot of people. I mean, they're going to go with what they got, and that's where they're going to make their hard decisions. You know, do I keep these rookies? Do I keep these fringe veteran players? What do I do here? So, so it's Darryl, not, just if to I, make it abundantly clear, um, y- you are – um, are on video. So, I know. So swatting flies and <laughs> the little bastards pissing me off. Sorry. If I may say something real quick, it's it's not insect related, but <laughs> you, you have you have these you have these kids like uh, Khalil Tate, and I. There's going to be a ton more that are cut that were drafted or in their oh, second God, yeah. season. They're still young. They're fast. They get cut. What do we do with our dynasty teams? Do we add them? Do we drop them? Because some of our rosters are only, we can only carry so many people like in real life. So it's going to make a real interesting waiver wire kind of season. And then further into the off season this time next year, there's going, people are going to be rushing to the waiver wire for a large group of these kids. And what do you do with them? We haven't seen them play. They miss it's, it's going to be really interesting. So it's something that I personally am going to keep in my eye. I think we're going to see ramifications from this for a couple of years. I really do because they're not getting on the field. There's like Dan said, there's no CFL. There's no XFL. There's nowhere for them to go. So if they're not on an NFL roster or a practice squad, they're kind they're kind of screwed. I mean, they're just kind of out there. They're in no man's land, like a exactly. Let's say. And then you then you roll over next year. Are they do they come back and challenge that class? Mm-hmm. Where are we at with this COVID thing? I mean, it's. I think we're going to see at least a couple of years of this before it gets back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to have a big impact, in my opinion. Yeah, are y'all expanding your rosters in your fantasy leagues? Are you saying okay, COVID players, we're going to give a X amount of spots because of this, or are you keeping it the same, or what are yeah, you guys great, doing? Great question, and I, I'm in several I, full-blown IDP leagues, obviously with offensive roster spots, and in my two full-blown IDP leagues, there there was talk of this probably a month ago, and the commissioner, he's a great guy, he said, what are we going to, he brought this question up 
well well in advance of all this he goes so what are we going to do are we going to have covid covid 19 ir kind of spots and we said yeah let's do it and then lo and behold about three to four days ago like I, the, the big dogs like yahoo and espn i believe are going to add in covid ir spots which will be separate from your taxi spots like on sleeper and your ir spots on you know your, your on your normal ir spots so uh, a covid injury spot is a real thing now it's crazy and uh just piggybacking off of ezekiel elliott you know whatever happened to hipaa laws because <laughs> that's a, absolutely i mean that, that's not, i mean that's not somebody tearing an acl that's somebody you know having an immune disease it's not you know and some, I'm with you. some guy you know like it just sounds like i mean even reporting acl injuries and stuff the ease that like and and not no offense to our, our buddy ethan turner um, but it seems like if he can Google somebody, he can find almost every injury the person's ever, ever had dating back to high school. So it's Crap. like, how is that not illegal to, like, just put somebody's injury history on, you know? Oh, it's in, in uh, it, oh, it, it's definitely illegal. And I, I talked about this in length about a week to 10 days ago on another podcast. And I don't want to say we made fun of it because it's a serious situation. I mean... I don't I don't really know many people who like the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, but that aside, it's still a violation of your health your health rights and HIPAA, yeah. as as you've said, but also not to be that guy, professional athletes are held to a higher standard. Like celebrities, they're always in the in the, the gossip columns and they're always on Twitter and Instagram posting every little bit of their life <laughs> and he had a he had a covid party with with other with his friends and other people and then boom look what happened so again I, I don't wish the guy any ill will it was pretty silly to have a covid party and then bam he gets covid but that is very much so a violation of his rights and again young studly guy he's uh i think he's well and well and clear of it now but it's still still not cool to do that you know yeah right all right, moving on, Daryl. What else we got here? Uh, yeah, speaking on undrafted free agents, our last piece of news here, one that's close to Dan. Defensive end Michael Bennett has retired after 11 seasons. He was a former undrafted free agent and had, for somebody that's not drafted, he had pretty good career. Three-time Pro Bowler, uh, one-time Super Bowl champ with the Seahawks, uh, finishes his career with 69 and a half sacks, which – just gets him currently inside the top 100 all-time at number 97 in sacks. So, uh, pretty good career for somebody that wasn't drafted. Um, not sure he gets into the Hall of Fame or even in that discussion, but uh, he had a three- or four-year run where he was he was pretty good there, especially for the Seahawks. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, he had a great career. Uh, grateful for all that he did for the Seahawks, especially in that Super Bowl run. Um, just – you know, I, I think he he was maybe looking for one more year, one more contract. It didn't really work out. I mean, you're looking at Jadavian Clowney can't get signed. You know, you look at these guys that are on free, you know, uh, Devonta Freeman's been a hot topic today on, on Twitter about where he's going to go. Apparently the wow. Raiders offered him a deal. These teams don't really want to bring anybody else in, especially since they're cutting down, you know, to, to from 90 to 80. 
They don't want to take shots on these fringe guys and have to pay them millions. They, I, I'm, I'm right. guessing they'd rather maybe keep their budget <clears throat> where it is because they're not going to get ticket sales. Right. Because uh, it's looking like, I mean, the Jets and the Giants uh, in MetLife, they, they've pretty much said fans aren't going to happen here. Um, you know, it's pretty much a, maybe not the full season, but for the at least the first part of the season, they're not going to have fans in New Jersey. Not to get too sorry, too far off of this, but me and a friend was talking today. Don't you think that Fox and NBC and CBS and ESPN and ABC, all these TV companies, while COVID is a big thing, you know they're loving this right now because all these stadiums that can't fill they're, up, they're already all dead. these all these uh, states that uh, are closed down. What's that mean? That means fans are stuck at home. And what are they going to do? They're going to flip that TV switch, man. And that is huge views for them. Huge. And that's why the NFL keeps pushing because they know this TV package is going to be huge. And they're not passing this money up. They're just not. Oh. Yeah, I don't think they're, they're going to. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to make their money anyway. I mean, the, the TV They are going to make their money. But when but, – they're going to make their money anyway. You're correct. But when you have a situation like COVID where it's limiting fans in stadiums, where it's limiting where you can't go to bars and watch games or you can't go over to a friend's house and watch games, so to speak, when when you have these restrictions and you're stuck at home, man, you're going to be flipping that switch. You're going to be tuning in, and that's dollar signs. I mean, their eyes are rolling right now like slot machines. Let me ask you guys a question real quick <clears throat> see if – See if I'm not the only one. So, uh, again, I told you guys before the show, I'm nobody special, just a, a regular guy with a job and a career. But I do enjoy the DFS and the fantasy sports. And it's a it's a 24 7, 365 thing. You know, we're right. always talk, we're always talking it. We're always reading about it. We're always writing about it. So when Sunday comes along during the football season, I'm burned out. I'm, I'm lucky if I watch a full game and, and we're talking lions and the lions the the honolulu blue and silver is in my blood and i'm lucky if i'm able to watch a whole game on sunday because i'm so burned out from reading and writing about it so uh, there's something that popped in my mind while you guys were while you actually do you daryl were talking about the you know the network deals but I get burned out sometimes and I don't, I'm not one of those guys who can just, I mean, I can, but you know, just lay in my, lay in my recliner all day and watch football. You get, I'll get one of them days every, every now and then during the season, but realistically I get burned out and I don't watch as much football as I, you know, the normal fan does. Well, I think that's kind of why I give up the rest of the season or, or push away the rest of the sports, baseball, basketball, you know, because I know when football season, when it's on, I devote at least two days, Saturdays and Sundays, because I'm watching college and pros. Then you got Monday night football, you got Thursday night football. So I'm dedicated. I'm watching every little piece I can. And I think that's why I kind of don't follow the other sports as much as I used to, because one, they're just, it's not my favorite. Football's where it's at. That's what I'm going to watch. That's what I'm trying to do with my writing and podcasting and all that. So I'm going to devote all my time to that. But yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, I get yeah. that. Uh, I was joking around. Maybe it's because you have to watch the Lions. Maybe, <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I am I am glued to my TV. I mean, even the London games. I'm pretty sure there's going to be no London games this year. But um, right. 
but even the London games that started at 9.30, that day it was from 9.30 till you know, at least 11 o'clock at night. Um, sometimes the night games, if it's been a bad day at work or a long day at work, you know, I, I can't make it through. Um, but yeah, most of the time, I'm if there's a football game on, I'm watching it. Um, college, I am not as as I've said before on the show. Me and my wife kind of have a silent agreement that you know Saturdays, I don't really watch football twenty four seven because you know that we we both work a lot. You know, we both work six days a week, so it's kind of like. Right. By the time I get home on Saturday, it's like four o'clock. So it's kind of like we do, you know, something together yeah. or try to at least. And then Sundays are my day to just do nothing. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I think they're going to get their money from TV no matter what. I mean, it's it's the ticket sales. It's you know, have you checked out how much seat licensing costs? You know, that the Raiders and the, the Rams and the Chargers are going to have these beautiful stadiums with nobody in them. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful brand new stadiums that nobody can go to, right. uh, which is crazy. It's it's funny you say that. I, you might want to check my, not check my math, but check what I'm saying here. I read an article probably two or three months ago that said the like a season ticket package in Vegas for the Raiders is it's like seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, just to, just to watch the Raiders play. So, kind of goes with what you were saying. The seat licensing, as far as you know, uh, season ticket packages are. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, normally with the way the way I mean, I know the way the Eagle Stadium worked was you had to pay like two grand for the seat license for like ten years or something. Mm-hmm. And then you also had to then buy your tickets every year. Right. Yeah. So it ends up being astronomical. I mean, even for like nosebleed seats, you're still paying, you know, probably over the 10 years. I mean, I'm not even going to try to come up with a figure, but. You know, so you what are they? Do- I've not really followed it. What are they doing with these? You know, if you they can't fill the stadiums, what are they doing with? season ticket holders are they refunding them are they forwarding that to next season what what are they doing i'd like to think it's a mix of both we can let's say i'm a a vegas administrator and i'm talking to you daryl you have season tickets well you have a few options here we can do mr daryl we can uh we can roll over what you paid for next season we can refund you or you know things of that nature you know business 101 would tell me that they're trying to not give out money back for season tickets as much as possible and just rolling it over for next year which again i'd also be willing to bet you know the fans are more than happy to do that they're looking at it as you know well i've already paid for next season in advance so i can you know watch the games comfortably at home yeah and you know they're investing that money they're going to take that money and roll it into i don't know uh some kind of uh covid stock some kind of uh covid uh vaccine stock and try to win some money off of this but anyway let's get uh anything else besides michael bennett we somehow took a damn turn from michael bennett to to covid again but damn seahawks (laughs) no that was pretty much it uh you know i guess with the training camps and everything starting to fire up this week um we'll see some more it'll be interesting to we kind of touched on it not to get back off on it but it'll be interesting to see the cuts do they cut the rookies do they cut veterans what's these teams going to do so that's something i'm going to be watching really close if they can save money they're going to save money 
if you yeah. have a, if you have a low dollar guarantee, you're gone probably. I mean, well, they're going to try to. I've heard I've heard stuff about the salary cap going down next season, which is terrible news. If, if that's true, if the salary cap is going to go down next season, because these teams that are planning on, I look at the Cowboys and because because they're betting on that salary cap increasing every year, the way they're right. giving out money and going to have to give out money to Dak after the season if they plan on keeping him. It's it might get bad for some teams, uh, you know, looking at next year, but. But I think it's where this TV package really comes in because yeah, the TV part is going to boom. That doesn't mean anything made. for the salary cap, though. Uh, kind of ties into it, though. It I mean, the more bit. money the NFL makes as a whole, the more they're going to be able to put out. I mean, yeah, it ties in. But there are there are a few little sneaky tricks teams can do, like uh, put put like shuffle a couple players down to practice squads, so. Some of those those guys, those veterans that made their made their living just on the practice squad, that we don't know about, they might get cut, and then they'll put their instead of cutting their rookie, they'll put him on the practice squad in hopes of bringing him up later in the season or even next year, let's say. And a guy, a rookie, if they signed a contract, right? That's just it; they're under contract, so they can waive. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, so I shouldn't speak on this, but yeah. I, I do believe that like th- there's a certain group of people that can be waived, but they can't sign anywhere else because they're still under contract and they're still getting paid. But that with them being waived, they're off the books as far as a roster spot. They're not at practice. They're not in the facility. They're at home on their couch, but they can still be called back to – you know, start practicing or be with the team again. So I don't know. I'm not a, a, an NFL GM or an executive, but I'd like to think right. that there are, there are a lot more tricks and tips than we know about to shuffle these guys around. Yeah. And you mentioned it. I'm kind of, kind of of. Um, oh, I just lost my word right here. I'm kind of. Uh, whatever. I'm surprised. That's it. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't expand these practice squad rosters. I know you don't want to expand the NFL roster, but these kids need somewhere to go. And with no XFL, no CFL, why not expand your practice squad and kind of stash maybe another five players there? At least try to help these kids. Darryl, and we're not implying the NFL owners care. Well, they don't. True. They care. About, I know they that, care about the product that goes in the field on Sundays. That's what they care about. Well, they're they're not really cared about that. They're cared about the almighty dollar. But well, yes, and the product that they put on the field on Sundays is what brings. Jesus them the Christ! Don't get me started on that. But I mean, doesn't that kind of it makes sense that you would expand another five ten spots on practice squad? Help these kids out because. They're trying to cut down the amount of people in the building is what they're trying I to do. I know they are. I get that, but... but they should just have – I mean, they should almost have like a minor league Exactly. Team, like right. offset. Right, right. And Kate – I mean, with... what what if the entire offensive line gets sick? You know, they're going to have to bring in, you know – that's where I think the fantasy world is, is, is in danger is if a team has to like – take that's, a week off like that's a great take what happens if if you got four offensive linemen so let's say what if four okay. offensive linemen your starters get hit with covid and they're out for two weeks next man up it's a next man up league. what if you don't have a next man on your practice squad you i mean are guys you going off the street to, that's and testing yeah. them 15 times that week then man, you're good at 
then you get sent a sheet of paper that says these are the guys that are available at home or at the bar that uh that have been you tested can sign. consistently yeah yeah you know, it's going to be crazy. We will we'll speak on this when we're a little bit more uh, up to date on what the protocols are. I think they're still working things out, which which is ridiculous because they've had months to get this stuff months. together. Months. months. It's kind it's kind of like and, and not to get too uh, ultra um, political, but it's kind of like how school districts are now just realizing, oh wait, we got to open school in a month or two weeks in case of Daryl's schools right your school's open yeah they just sent out a thing you know i guess they're going to split it you know if you're not comfortable keep the kids at home but if you're comfortable send them to school so every every place is doing something different though which is yeah it's a mess i mean some some schools have basically said we're going all virtual um some have said we're we're planning on going back and you know keep the kids away from each other right Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. But anyway, a um, couple plugs and a couple things you need to take care of. Uh, I want to thank MyFantasyLeague.com. They are uh, our sponsor for our listener league, which we will get back to one of these weeks here. Um, maybe next week. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we'll, we'll get the rest of that draft. We did start the rookie draft in our listener league, so that's exciting. Um, I just picked up Justin Jefferson, and I think I have um, – the young buck has back-to-backs, and then I get to pick again. So I won't share who I'm going to pick here. But hopefully maybe the uh, the young buck, Matt Jackson, will, will pick, so that way I can pick on air. But um, Also, they are sponsoring the IDP guys, Autism Speaks um, – Invitational that will be kicking off on August first. Uh, you can see I am in a murderer's row division, the blue division. Um, I think you're in one too. We purposely did that to kind of set experts against experts and rookies Prime. against you know not rookies but you know newer to IDP against newer to IDP so that you you kind of have you know I don't want to say it like you have a better shot of winning but you have a you're playing on a more balanced field. Well, yeah, I think I'm in the. I think I'm in the blue division too. Oh there was yeah. A tweet. There was a tweet sent out this morning, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it's it's a pretty. Um, like I said, it's a murderer's row of uh, of IDP players. I think Johnny the Greek is in there. Tom uh, K from DLF is in there. I think you're in there. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head everybody else, but it is. I can bring it up real quick. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be some some very uh difficult league to try to win so uh you know you, you always want to play with the best so it, it's it's a good thing uh definitely um antonio vasquez which is better known as idp dude i believe um uh fantasy ray is in there uh our our co-host on the lounge kyle bellafuel is in there oh look at you you got the name right yes i did how about that <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Matt Lawson's in there. He is he's one of our uh, good friends of the show here. Andy uh, Spiteri, who just joined one of our Autism Speaks uh, Eliminators uh, also. And Jason Varnes is in there. Actually, I think you're in the, uh, the Black Division? Yes. Me? Yeah, Hollywood's oh, in the Black Division. Daryl is. Yeah, I'm in the Black. Daryl, yeah. Okay. 
Yes, you're in with Daryl in the black division with uh, Nate and Dwight Peebles, Mike Waller. Yeah, you guys got a pretty good murderer's row here, too. So, so yeah, a couple of really tough divisions, um, definitely. Um, but you know, we'll, be, we'll be talking about it, tweeting about it, um, and getting some information out. Uh, we thank uh, – we're well over $1,000 uh, raised for that. Awesome. And with my eliminators, I did raise my, my goal of two, to 2000 which is my goal for fund fundraising for this year. Um, we could probably hit it. I know a few people have donated a little extra on top of their eliminator money. Um, so that's a great thing. Um, just quick plug for looking for a couple people. So yeah, Jordan Reigns, his uh, IDP one two three, a forty-five man roster needs two more to play. I think maybe three because one of the people in this hasn't shown up to any of them yet. So I've had to replace them. Uh, we need one more for Dynasty Trips Superflex with IDP one two three because um, we had one a couple people back out because they put they kind of clicked multiple things thinking they just get one choice so i understand not wanting to draft five leagues at once uh donnelly uh matt donnelly dingus you probably know him as daryl you know i know i know you don't know him as matt i don't know who matt is but i know know who coach is if that's who you're talking about coach yes uh there's three left in there so he was crying the other day that uh that nobody loved him that nobody wanted to come play with him but he he needs about three or four (laughs) more it looks like um, Joey the Tooths is rolling. Uh, that draft is, is moving along. And then, Daryl, you, you want to take on all comers here. We have about, I think, eight or nine, eight in there. So we need another nine more to play. I'll probably play See, that one. So we really only they're scared of me. That's the only thing it can be. They're just scared. <clears throat> scared. Scared. Yeah, they're scared. Anyway. Hey, come on, bring it. I'm, I ain't scared. The one QB is pretty much full as long as everybody uh, shows up. So so that one I kind of took off the list. But any of the IDP ones, jump in. They're ten bucks. You got ten bucks somewhere. If you don't, we understand. Uh, hey, if you don't have ten bucks and you want to join, hit me up. I'll give a couple of these away because uh, I do want to fill them up. Um, and you know, if you're a rookie to IDP and you want to try it out, let me know. Um, yeah, and, <clears throat> I'll pay for a couple roster spots. Anybody that wants to get into an IDP league, DM me. I'll pay within reason. I, I'm, I'm, I've been carrying the IDP flag for a long time, and it's so happy to be on a show with guys that are loving and promoting IDP because the Superflex option has just taken off while us IDP guys are still like that. So I'm more than happy <laughs> to have bought a couple people if they – they don't have the money to get into an IDP league. Yeah, it's really awesome. funny though because if you think back to, I mean, I started playing IDP in 2004. Mm-hmm. Looking back then, I mean, I know the internet was not what it was in 2004 as it is today, but you know, trying to find information was difficult. So you yeah, really had to just crawl and to, to scratch at whatever information you could find. Now the, the newspaper. So- the local newspaper. Oh, yeah. That's what I was fixing to say. I can so remember the days of the USA Today where I was writing down stats. I've got notebooks over here where I used to write them down, man. You owe me both. But finding IDP <laughs> information was, was even more difficult because, I mean, you oh, could yeah. find – Absolutely. 
I mean, you'd basically just have to go and look at who has tackle, who led the league in tackles, you know, and stuff yep. like yep. that. That was about what you had to go off of. Now, you know, there are whole websites dedicated to just oh, IDP, yeah. so it's it's has grown. And we keep saying, you know, that it's it's the next next big thing, it is. next standard. You know, you think of Superflex a standard now. Is pretty Absolutely. much it, you know. I remember when PPR was this newfangled thing, and you know now it's just <laughs> it's considered the. Standard, I didn't think so. I didn't think that was going to last. I remember when PPR came out, the points per reception, people did a lot. People did a lot to not make that stick, but yeah. again, you're oh, right. yeah, it's the standard now. Eventually, people you know, gave that's in, a good yeah. point. They fought it every step of the way a lot, kind of like they do IDP. You know, they're just like, ah, I don't. IDP ain't nothing. I'm not interested. I'll neglect it. I'll do whatever. But yeah, yeah. Well, fantasy, same thing. well, fantasy football was created be- for the offensive talent, the fireworks, yeah. the touchdowns, right. the receptions, the rushing touchdowns, quarterbacks, and all that stuff. You know, and I, or excuse me, defense was never really flashy. You get a group of guys that tackle the offense. It wasn't really any fun, you know, but now there's some defensive guys that are just as prominent, if not more flashy than some of the offensive guys, you know, they're studs. And me personally, if I'm in a full-blown IDP league, I I prefer to build a championship defense first and then just, you know, kind of fumble around with my offense so this is a good transition into our main con conversation about dfs and idp and, and what you know I, I know i remember DraftKings uh, during the playoffs i think it was saints and panthers if i'm not mistaken they had the one week the one game where they highlighted idp and, and why don't you think that's stuck in dfs like do you think it's just they don't think there's enough interest uh, what do you think? Why do you think DFS runs scared of IDP? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> personally, I think you're correct. There, there wouldn't be enough interest. But they, they threw caution to the wind when they created DFS in general. You know, it was people are still a little apprehensive on DFS, and it's massive. It's blown up beyond anybody's wildest imagination. So not to contradict myself, but in a way kind of play devil's advocate with my own thoughts is, well, you took a, you took this idea of DFS and ran with it and look where it got you. What harm would it be to add in a couple utility spots for defensive players? Just like a lot of uh, full blown seasonal leagues are doing. You have your full offense and then you have, you know, one, one to three IDP spots and you can, and it's all, but they're utility spots. So you could have, three linebacker you can mix and match any defense you want so i don't see any harm in adding a few id bots on FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever other dfs site you are there's no harm there's 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 literally no harm that could come from that if it flops after a year sweet you're still left with multi-billion dollars of revenue from the other sports and you know the offensive side of the football yeah, I mean, you don't have to make huge contests. I mean, you don't have to make it like the $1 single entry, you know, thousands and thousands of entries kind of thing. You know, just have, you know, right. and just make it available, I think, is what irritates me the most. It's, it's yeah, not it could be. even available. Like, you can't create your own contest with a group of friends to do it like you can on, with other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just annoying. It and, would be, a, I can see it now. 
I could see it now on the you know the home the homepage the, or whatever they call it the the main room on FanDuel where you have you know cash games, uh, GPPs, head to heads, you know double ups, all that all that thing, and then you there's a section where you can do IDP. Uh, there's there's no harm in that. So well, I, know on Fandle, I don't know why it hasn't happened. On FanDuel, there's Superflex too, so they have different. And right. you know segments of a game. You know, there's not just the classic game anymore. It's you know, there's the single game uh, matchups. There's you know, and, and all that stuff. Um, I, I kind of dabble in that stuff mainly if I don't. In the playoffs, I do a little bit more of that because I don't really, you know, I have a fantasy league in the playoffs going or something. But it's just something added to the game that I'm used to having something to check during the game. Um, so I, I do dabble in DFS um, a little bit. Now that sports I are coming fir- back, I, thank God. Uh, <laughs> to I firmly at. believe, sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that the more guys like us get together and talk about it, hype it up, keep playing in leagues, keep emailing them, keep talking about it on social media, they'll have no other option but to very much consider it. I mean, right. they're, they're, they yeah. will have no other option so the more we need to all get together more often and keep talking about idp keep playing in idp leagues and i guarantee you sooner or later they will have idp available to us on dfs because from what i've i understand and what i've seen over the years with dfs they listen to us they listen to the casual fan they listen to the guys that they call sharks who are playing 50 forty thousand dollars worth of lineups a night they're very uh, user friendly, let's say. So the more we keep talking about this and, and loving it and enjoying it, they will have no other option but to uh, make our dreams and wishes come true. Yeah, and I think it's coming, like you said. I mean, with the way that IDP is growing, with the following, with the interest in it, I think if we continue to push and just keep the foot on the gas, it's going to happen sooner or later, like you said. Yeah, and with the interest, uh, you know, and just thinking about myself, you know, I play a couple single entries, you know, I, I play, uh, I play a few tournament lineups just for, you know, a quarter, you know, like I, I'm not a big player by any means. I'm not a shark. I don't invest a ton. You know, I play around to have some fun with it, to, you know, look at my lineup later on see how I did with it. Um, you know, I play some 50-50s here and there. Um, I'm going to have to start reading some of your uh, hockey and baseball stuff because, you know, with no sports and, and nothing going on, I'm, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to, to do something, watch some sports and, and have something invested in it. I don't think I'm going to do fantasy baseball because that's a lot of time um, for, for a 60-game sprint, you know, to, to draft and all that. But uh, the DFS stuff, you know, I, I you know some of the days I'm, you know, my afternoon's pretty much open, so I can kind of dive in and take a look at some lineups mm-hmm. and explore. Not to be that, not to be that guy, but that this that's what I do. A large portion of my content is DFS related, so yeah. it, lean on lean on me for baseball DFS. That's why I do it. That's what I'm there for. Uh, yeah. You and anybody else that's listening, more than welcome to DM me or send me a message on Facebook. 24 7 i'm like a, i'm like an on-call dfs doctor i can always be reached i'm always there to help people and i'd like to think that anybody who's watching this live or will watch this they know that i put my money where my mouth is i i i'm so very happy and willing to help other people and support other people so 
Yeah. That's awesome. why I do my content. Lean on me, Dan. There you go. Yeah, especially <laughs> I, I'm so looking forward to hockey just because it, it, they're they're pretty much done with the regular season. It, it's like this little playoff thing they got going, like for the top seeds, and then it's playoffs. It's like time to yeah. get down to it. They're so. doing a they're doing a uh, a 24 bracket uh, playoff, like you said. There's yeah. there's going to be play-in games, like kind of like the NCAA tournament. And the first one I think is. Um, Toronto is going to be playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's a play-in game. Yeah. And we go from there. And the top seeds are playing each other round robin to see who gets what spot, I believe, is what I have heard. I, I really, you know, haven't it's, done much checking into it. I just look at my uh, my Flyers app and see when they're playing. I know they had a scrimmage today. That's the only thing I know. It. I must tell you, I know we're, we're not here – the idp guys but i we're not here to talk hockey dfs but that really gets me going i love hockey and i love hockey dfs and again not to be that guy but before all this covid hit my my daily hockey dfs articles were just picking up steam and they were all fantastic and i mean i guess that's the sign of any any good uh fantasy sports content let's say you want the guy to be um excited and have enthusiasm about it so again anything you need just just ask me because i go through hockey box scores and and stats and time on ice plus minus block shots works with a fine tooth comb i I love doing it so um, i'm very much excited about the hockey playoffs coming back around yeah it's like two weeks Uh, hashtag Hashtag hot pucking stacks. That's the name of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the only thing I've I the one thing I've learned about uh, hockey DFS is find a hot line and just play the hot line. Like that's right. being a uh, a good strategy. Stack your line. Uh, so we'll we'll have to talk and find some some stacked lines for me to play around with here that one day of hockey i mean i know we're supposed to be talking football but that one day of hockey is gonna be crazy there's apparently like they're alternating the games between toronto and edmonton so there'll be like hockey from like noon to like 11 o'clock at night straight through it's gonna be crazy that first very first but the nfl though if they if they can get this going if the nfl can get this going with no big huge COVID issues even with the NBA coming back, even with the um, MLB coming back, the NFL is going to steamroll them if they can get well, this going. I, I, I've been of the belief, and this may be just me thinking out loud here, I've been of the belief that the NFL might want to just push everything back until baseball's done, until hockey's done, until basketball's done, so they can have everything on their own. And then they could spread out. They could say, you know what, we'll put games on Friday nights, we'll put games on Saturday nights, we'll put games on Sunday nights. You know, we'll, we'll just spread everything out. Because baseball is going to be the true litmus test. Because if you look at what hockey and basketball are doing, they're in bubbles. Right. Football is not doing the bubble thing. Baseball is not doing the bubble thing. So when you watch baseball, see how that plays out. Because if it's pretty successful and people aren't, you know, get contracting COVID or whatever, then football can say, okay, we can do this without, you know, a quote unquote bubble where we're just locking everybody down in one place and playing. 
Now, uh, if baseball ends up having to like slash games and cancel the rest of the season or take three weeks off to you know get everybody back to testing negative, then football might have to rethink how they're doing things. Absolutely. And I, I like what you said about have, if football wanted to wait and then have games you know, on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday – it's going to get real weird because the players association they're they're really picky when it comes well we don't have a lot of rat there's going to be a ton of turmoil with the players and the players association saying well if we play thursday but then we got to play again wednesday for thanksgiving it's it's going to be real real weird because they they are much like all of us they're creatures of habit you know they 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 live their life around that they wake up sunday they play the game and then they have a regimen leading up to every practice, every game, and there it goes. So they're not – I don't think they'd be happy with just throwing, you know, throwing caution to the wind and just letting it happen how it's supposed to happen. Yeah, that's true. We'll, and maybe one – I mean, this may be – it might be a scheduling nightmare. Play every two weeks. I mean, they could spread this out. Like, they could really just milk it through, like, till – Whenever I know they want to play the Super Bowl in February, you know, is, is what they kind of have said. Because um, I think they said October 15th, I think, would be the latest they want to start the season. Um, or they rumored wanted to start. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they could so start like, in December if they really wanted to. They, they don't really have to start. I, I think they're just trying to, to close the window so they're not pushed too much up against. Like, I look at hockey is how is hockey's next season going to run? Because they're already, I mean, they would be starting training camp in September for hockey and basketball. So how's twenty the 2021 yeah. season going to look? Yeah, a St- Stanley Cup champion. Stanley Cup champion would have already more than likely been crowned already. And they haven't even yeah. gotten into the playoffs yet, you know. Yeah, normally. They, uh, it goes into normally the Stanley Cup. It's end of July. Someone wins the cup, right. and then they got three months off, and normally they early, start over again. It's normally June, really, because <laughs> I remember it's always around the end of school year that all, the NBA and the, the NHL is about done in, in June. So, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, crazy Well, Seattle, Seattle doesn't have a professional hockey team, and the, and the, the Flyers, you're not really playing for a Stanley Cup most seasons anyway. So. <laughs> most seasons. <laughs> I did create the uh, Seattle Whalers on uh, oh. on my hockey oh. game. So, there's an option of the, 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 the hockey game where you can uh, create the Seattle franchise, the 32nd franchise that's eventually going to, I guess, happen. And so I decided to bring back the Whalers. But they're all using nice. they're all Seattle. Seahawks colors. You can design the uniforms and stuff. It's pretty nice. But nice. What's uh, si- what system is this for? PlayStation uh, PS4? PS4, yeah. Not, okay. not Nintendo. You can play Blade of Steel still on Nintendo. I'm a simple man. I I, I will never uh, shy away from that fact. There's there's no problem. There's I, I love Blades of Steel and uh, you know Tecmo Super Bowl I'm, and all this. I'm a le- I'm a Legend of Zelda guy through and through. Oh man, love Legend of Zelda. Love it. I play the original one through once a year, normally in December. You know when you got like that, that two week vacation at, between yeah. Christmas nice. and New Year's. I play it through every year, and I normally well at this point I've been playing it for 25 years. I'm able to get through, you know, the first and the second quest pretty quick within about 10 days. Nice, awesome. 
Any more DFS stuff, uh, Daryl? Anything to cover there? No, I think we've covered a lot of it. I mean, yeah. Beastie's been a, a great source of information for us. Yes. Yeah, if I if if I may have a second, I, I just published an article about an hour or so before we went live. It's called Bottom of the Barrel. That's my that's been my bread and butter. That's the first article idea I ever had. And uh, the first article idea I ever had and I ran with it for football and I've learned I've used it in baseball and hockey now. So go on my Twitter at Detroit Beastie, check it out. Uh, there's some sample lineups in there. And uh, tell me what you guys what you guys think of it. Yeah, Absolutely. I retweeted it earlier, but I'm going to check it out too, when yeah. we get done here. Yeah, that's the one thing. One strategy I always try is to try to get some really dirt cheap guys first, and then I can just kind of fill out my lineup with, with the studs from there. That's because you're a cheapskate. Oh, you got to balance. You got to manage your pack, <laughs> man. If you can't, you can't get all the studs. Can't be a tightwad everywhere, man. Come on. Here's the thing: if you're playing in a GPP, that's the big tournament. It's a dollar to get in. You're playing against fifty thousand people. You need to have, you know, the studs. They need to hit, but you need to have those cheap, uh, under the radar guys to pop and do it. You know, and go well above and beyond. Go three, four times their value of what they cost. That's the only way you're going to win a big GPP tournament. But when it comes right. to cat, when it comes to cash games, as you guys know. You want safety, all the all the safe yeah. guys. You know, don't get too crazy with your with your players. And like you said, Dan, just even across the board, manage the salary cap and and go from there. So the bottom of the barrel article is is strictly for big tournaments and, and GPPs. Yep, cool. So let's hit up some questions. We did uh, offer some uh, some some opportunity to ask some questions. We got a bunch of them. Uh, a couple comments to start off with. Uh, Bob's Three Toed Warriors. Shout out to Bob. Um, hey, Bob. He, he said, hey, Bobby boy. He, he was glad to see some of his favorite IDP minds getting together. And, of course, uh, his tagline, boom, says Bob. Uh, <laughs> I made fun of him. I made fun of him for that about a month or two ago. And he, <laughs> he hasn't wavered or faltered. It's, he, uh, he's pick, picking up steam. He's been saying "boom says Bob" for for a long time. Yeah, so, he has. Yeah, because we were in a vampire league with him last year, and uh, okay, he tried IDP and we tried vampire, so we 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 both tried something new, um, and so yeah. But I'm not giving up on Bob. I'm going to get him back into IDP. He he keeps fighting me on it, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, there was also another uh, at bottom feeders twelve said which fantasy analyst will refer to themselves the most in the third person this season. That was me after a joke tweet after you posted <laughs> we want questions and I, I I tried to make it act like it wasn't me tweeting it but it was from my handle and it, yeah. I think I said uh, hey hey hey. hey. Who's going to be at the end of the season? You know, drum up the drum up some business on the uh, on the chat. Yeah, right. It was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, and here's an actual question here, an actual IDP question. Uh, which player who missed most of 2019 due to injury is the most undervalued heading into 2020? So I have my answer. I'll let you guys go first. Whoever wants to jump in there, go ahead, Beastie. Well, I didn't plan ahead. I'm just I'm looking through my my rankings now. And to be honest with you, without looking at anything, what comes to mind is uh, Derwin James. 
the stud uh, safety for the for the Chargers. This guy is he missed a large portion of the season, and he's he's a, like a ball hawking monster. He's an IDP player like uh, he's a dream you know he's going to punch the ball out he's going to hit someone hard he's going to force fumbles he's going to take an interception or two to the house uh every season you know he's like the like jamal adams or uh landon collins let's say or more importantly minka fitzpatrick in pittsburgh those are those ball hawking dbs that you want on your team so i'm going with uh derwin james in um in LA. I think they call them the Jack boys with a Z. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny. You mentioned Jamal Adams and Derwin James. I just took over an orphan that has both Derwin James oh, and Jamal oh, Adams. Man. So I'm like, sweet. I'm like, Lucky I, I fell into quite an orphan. Actually it was the defending champ. So I don't know what happened, but uh, I fell into a defending champ orphan. So I was glad to take it and run with it. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with another safety. Uh, I know me and Dan has talked about him a crap ton because he's been injured not last year but the year before. Keanu Neal for the Falcons, but I think now that his value has dropped so much, but due to the injuries, man, I think he's a great buy right now because everybody is just gun shy him. So I'm picking him up where I can, it, and I'm I'm willing to take that risk if he can stay healthy. He's going to be a top ten safety, easily. To my that's answer, a good one. Yeah, yeah. if he Go stays ahead, healthy, that's a big if. He's he's yeah, that's he's a, had big a couple if. rough seasons. Uh, mine actually, our own uh, Joey the Tooth uh, wrote an article about him. Uh, Bradley Chubb. Uh, he's mm, good many one. many people in 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 ADP. If you look at his ADP, if you look at uh, drafts, he's going so late because if you Use MFL, and you're just using the top performers as your guide. Uh, You're missing out on all three of these guys, really, because Uh Bradley Chubb's nowhere to be found because he left so early in the season. Um, He's he had 12 sacks his rookie season, and then, like like you said, he was hurt. I just discussed uh, it was an all Denver sports podcast, and we talked uh, Bradley Chubb's. Uh, I agree, that's a really good one. Yeah, and I'm not usually a fan of outside linebackers, but you know if you have an edge designation, he's outstanding um, for that. Outside linebacker, if you get good sack numbers, if you get good sack points, he's he's still good and solid there. Um, right. Well, outside linebackers are, are are if correct me if I'm wrong, they're kind of your cover guy too. They they'll drop back in coverage, you know, to maybe hang with the slot guy or the tight end. So there is some possibility of interceptions or fumble recoveries with a uh, outside linebacker. Yeah. If I'm, um, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the bears old coach, what's his name? Vic Fangio. I, I'm, yes. I'm saying Chubb, go get the quarterback and go get the ball. Right. <laughs> and that's his job. Him and him and Von Miller. That's, that's pretty much, I mean, he'll, he'll drop back in coverage every once in a while, but, um, the whole, sorry to, to derail this, but that whole, there's some pieces on that Denver defense that are very intriguing this year. One of them being oh, yeah. just Justin Simmons. They're, yeah. they're, they're young safety. He's flying around. So, again, Keanu Neal and what you said, Dan, with um, Chubb, they're, they're almost free. So there's, yeah. there's high risk, right. or excuse, 
well, yeah, let's say high risk, but it's high reward. That's how it always goes in everything in life. High risk, Rap. high reward. Right. Yep. We got another question. Uh, this is a... Um, Actually, I missed the first part of the question here. Uh, is it worth <laughs> drafting a stud quarterback? This one's directed at me, I guess. Uh, like Stephon Gilmore. If teams don't throw his way, there's no stats to accumulate. Uh, he he kind of was mm. the exception to the rule, I would say, uh, last season. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that's always the case. Because uh, people threw at him constantly, and he made them look silly every time they did, just about. Yeah, I mean, he had, you know, the, the narrative is that if you're a top corner, you don't get targeted. And there's there's some there's some truth and uh, uh, to that. But if you look, Gilmore was one of five defensive, uh, defensive players last year that had five or more interceptions and 15 or more uh, pass breakups. And he was at the top of those five. I mean – Sure, he's not as targeted as much as maybe some of the others, but when you target him, he's going to make plays. And I think he's kind of the rule to the exception a little bit because generally you want players that are targeted more that aren't as good. But, you know, if your interceptions are scoring high and you get good points for pass deflections, then it's 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 really not hard. It's it's hard to not look at Stephen, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he's one of the exceptions. And they were five players that fit into that criteria last year, and he was the, one of the best. I love this question. It's a fantastic question because if you're just a casual IDP guy, you're unsure about this. And for, for people like us who live and breathe this stuff, we right. have def, we have definite answers. Like you said, Daryl, there are exceptions to the rule. You said it too, Dan. You get you know, those top five guys like Kyle Fuller in Chicago or um, – let's say uh who else? oh Tredavis white in buffalo you get these guys there's there are exceptions here because they're not getting targeted a lot so do you want their, them on your team the the answer that i have is it depends on the league you play in do you have uh right. do you is it is it slated as db where safeties and cornerbacks all lump into the db designation or is it split up between safeties and cornerbacks if that's the case then you have a totally different uh aspect here like kenny moore in indianapolis these guys they 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 cut off half the field and quarterbacks aren't looking their way so if 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 your team is a db only i would fill my roster with just safeties unfortunately i'm not going to roster a lot of cornerbacks but in your league if you have cornerback spots i would you have no choice but to pick those top guys and that's a great example. I personally hate playing in those general leagues, but there is a need for it, especially if you're new. Get your feet wet. Get into those type of leagues and see if you like it or not. But And Dan's probably like me. I get probably, what, 85 90% of our leagues are position-specific. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're starting corners. Yes. And if you have to start corners, I mean, <laughs> Stefan Gilmore, man, I mean, you can't do much worse or much better than him. I mean, even though he's not, he's limited on how many times he's targeted, he's a producer and that's what you want. So, so my, I know I, we, we bash corners a lot on this show and I, me in particular. No, you bash corners. I do <laughs> oh, often. Uh, but when I am looking for a corner that's already in the league, normally I just grab some rookies and roll with the rookies uh, to, to steal Daryl's tagline here. Uh, 
for his article series on idpguys.org. That's what you call prime, prime just teaser out there. Uh, but anyway, I look at two categories. I look at tackles and I look at passes defended. Uh, now, Gilmore falls in the passes defended category as being top notch. If if your league scores passes defended really well, like six points, you know, in some leagues it's it's bumped up huge to make people that are good at their craft uh, worth something. Uh, then you look at passes defended. And then I look at tackles because you're going to get a point for a tackle at least at corner, you know. So, you know, some of the guys I, I've looked at recently, and I've, I'm in a 32-team league, a couple of them that are drafting right now, and I was just reviewing. And if Jonathan Joseph wasn't so old, I would take him because he's had at least like 12 passes defended his entire career. Now, unfortunately, he's like 32 years old. So... This is a dynasty league, and uh, taking a 32-year-old corner is a little bit of a gamble. Uh, if he's <laughs> still a, if he's still around in a couple rounds, I'll take him as a you know to start this year. Uh, but you know, looking at guys that just accumulate uh, PDs, it means they're they're probably pretty decent at what they do, um, but they're still going to get targeted. So finding those mediocre guys. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think I took – I can look at who I ended up taking. Um, I think it was Janoris Jenkins. I mean, he's he's an older he, – he's a little bit older on the older side, but he also has a ton of passes defended, but he also gets a ton of tackles because um, if he doesn't knock it down, he's pretty sure tackling. I, I actually went with – yeah, I went with Janoris Jenkins um, in this one league. That's a 32-team Um Full defense. That's a man. That's a man. Yeah, it's Real it's proud it's really you know it's single copies and none of this double copy stuff. Um, but yeah, Janoris Jenkins. I mean, he he went with the, he you know left the, the Giants cut him because he used some poor language choices, um, and then the Saints picked him up. Um, he he's had 16, 15, 9, 17, 15. He had one down year with five. That was his third year in the league. But, you know, he has consistently double-digit. And he also has the tackles, too. He had 51 tackles last season. And I don't even think he played 16 games because he was in transit to a different team. And Um, interesting that you mentioned Janoris Jenkins. He is another one of the five that had five interceptions or more and 15 pass deflections. So, you know, those players like that, there's players out there that you can find. you you got to do a little bit of homework. And yeah. Check those two stats, though. Passes defended and tackles, that's what I look at if I'm looking for something. If I'm not just grabbing rookies. I mean, in this league, you could grab rookies, but you're really – I want to make sure I have some steady points coming. Right. And there's position, one more thing. I don't have to worry about it that I kind of look at with corners and it's, it's kind of a rarity. How are they being used, especially off the slot as a blitzer, Desmond King, Mike Hilton, because those guys are getting sacks. So that's, that's some huge bonus points, especially in leagues where sacks are scored high. That's huge for cornerbacks. So there's a few of those guys. I mean, that's, I'm kind of like you interceptions, pass deflections, tackles. That's where I'm looking at, especially the solos, but if I can get a guy that gives me 
good numbers at the corner position right there, and they're giving me those blitzing opportunities where they get sacks, Logan Ryan, you know, Desmond King, Mike Hilton, those type of players, those are the ones I'm really focusing on because those are big bonus points that can be left out there. I'm not saying punt the position fully, but it's one of those positions where you can stream, and I'm sure you guys know what streaming means, where oh, yeah. you, you add and drop a guy at that position each week. Yeah. Over the years of playing IDP, I've noticed that cornerback it doesn't really matter who i if if i don't if i miss out on the on the top five or top 10 cornerbacks i just go week to week because there's every week there's a guy that makes himself available on the waiver wire after a big game so you can slot so there's if you're willing to dig in and be a dog and do the work on the waiver wire cornerback is the perfect position to do that with yeah the one problem with this league is it's it's 50 deep 32 teams. 50 <laughs> so there's deep. not so a lot of guys to be had. There's yeah. no waivers. So this is the 26th round. I took Janoris Jenkins, my first corner. And me so. and Dan, we battle a lot about corners. He's a big streamer guy, and I get that. I'm with you. If, I guess where I'm at is if you're in your drafts, look for these guys, target these guys, your Gilmores, your Janoris mm-hmm. Jenkins, your Kings, your Logan Ryans. Target these guys. Make your list. Put that – and it's going to be a small list. It really should be uh, because it's a limited number. Make that list and just start watching when you're drafting where they're going. And if you can get a great enough value for them, then go ahead and draft them because the point value return that you're going to get is going to be better than anything you can get off waivers. Waivers. Now, if you can't get these guys, I completely agree with y'all. Stream, pick up off waivers, do that kind of things. It's but like tight end. You just, I have a, it's like tight end. If you don't have the t- tippity top yeah. of the elite, right. then it, you it's, it's basically yeah. tight end. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I have a quick question for you guys. It's, I think it's a real good one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Looking at my rankings, I have Kyle Fuller as cornerback one, like 104 overall in my IDP. And then two spots down, Bradley Chubb, 106. And but Bradley Chubb is like linebacker 50. You're on the clock. Who are you going to take a guy like Bradley Chubb, who, let's put all the injury stuff aside, we think he's going to do what he's going to do, 10-plus sacks. You're going to draft linebacker 50, or are you going to draft cornerback one in Kyle Fuller in Chicago? I'm still taking Chubb. Right. There's no, there's no wrong answer. It's just, it's all opinion based. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably taking Chubb, but it's because I don't have Fuller as my number one QB, or corner. Okay. Uh, but I say I see what you're saying. I mean, and, and that's a good point because that's kind of where I'm thinking. If you can gain the advantage in a let's certain say position, it, yeah. If you can gain that big advantage, if you can take the number yeah. one overall player at that position compared to the. 50th or 100th or whatever he is at another position, I completely agree. That's that's kind of where I'm at with the Logan Ryans, the uh, Desmond Kings, because they give you so many points depending on what your scoring is. you got to know your scoring. That's the first thing. But, yeah, I agree with you. If you can get the jump at a certain position and get the top one, two, three guys compared yeah. to a 50, 60, 70 guy, then, yeah, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm with you. I've spent this entire time that you've talked about where you had rankings. I pulled up my rankings, and I've been scrolling this entire time looking for my first corner. It's yeah. way, way, way far down there because I just don't. Mine is way down there, but I do know that my first corner is Desmond King. Just 
solely based on well I'm trying to that. find who my top corner is because because of remember. his blitzing opportunities because he gets a lot of sack blitzing opportunities plus he gets a lot of punt return and I kickoff know, return I have, chances I have Byron mark, Murphy because I just think he gets such a great opportunity in Arizona and then I have Tredavious White I yep. have Murphy at two and I think White is actually my fourth I think I have King Murphy Gilmore and White I think that's my top four but we're talking way down the list Yes, I think I have uh, Fuller, Kenny Moore, uh, Tre'Davious White, and then a guy like uh, Mike Hughes in Minnesota at four. And then you go down Logan Ryan; he's a free agent. Right. What are you gonna do? And I think you got to look at Hughes a lot this year because he's basically their top guy, and he's he's not really proven anything either. So I mean, I think they're gonna test those Minnesota corners early and often. And I think you got to look at your team, too. I mean, especially in Dynasty. You know, if you're kind of set at linebacker and you're weak at, at corner, you're going to move those corners up because that's where you're weak at, you know. All right, if we've talked way too much about corners. For, for quit being a hater, Dan. We have a, a prime DB question here. Uh, who is your safety breakout this year and why? Ooh, safety breakout. I did. I saw this question earlier. My safety breakout. They're they're the rookies, Jeremy Chin or Antoine Winfield in Tampa Bay. I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry there. Uh, I definitely think Chin and Winfield. It's not as cut and dry that he's just going to be the guy. Um, I think I meant cut and dry. Cut and dry to me in my my. It is, yeah. Or, or I mean, in my or, mind, yeah, he should start because he's better than. Evans or Whitehead. So, I mean, in my mind, too, that's that's where I go. Yeah, I think Chin definitely is a starter. I think McKinney's definitely a starter in New York. Uh, Winfield, I really like Winfield. I think he has a good chance to start. So, those three, I mean, either of the, any of those three right there are definitely good breakout candidates. If you put me on the spot and I had to pick one, I'm probably going Jeremy Chin just because of his situation. You know, they don't have Reed back. Uh, they don't have Cookley back, so getting him as a starter, I think he's a, he's lined up for a big year. So I if mean, you, this isn't obvious, but um, uh, this is maybe a little too obvious. But as a breakout, but um, uh, who does I even? <laughs> uh, Taylor Rapp. I, love... I think Taylor Rapp is. I mean, you, you may have oh, said man. he broke out last year, but I think you know I, I almost prefer him over John Johnson. Oh, I definitely do. Uh, Taylor Rapp is going to be the bomb for the Rams, I'm telling you. It, it, you want to ask that question, who's your breakout, go get that kid right there. Yeah, but I think my – and, again, this is another guy that it, he kind of has already – you know you know his name already. I think Carl Joseph in Cleveland is going to have a huge year. Oh, my God. I have See? A, a, a guy that's not a rookie – sorry to butt in – a guy that's no, not you're a fine. rookie who I think is going to break out, who I have literally one or two spots above rap, is uh, Jesse Bates in uh, Cincinnati. Jesse Bates the third, let's say, in Cincinnati. There's been a huge discussion about Cincinnati with them adding Von Bell. They have Sean Williams. They have Jesse Bates. I think Sean Williams is going to be the odd guy out. I think you might see him drop down in the box a little bit as a linebacker. Von Bell will play that strong safety. But Jesse Bates, he's gold, man. I've been on him. Dan can tell you, I've been on him for two years now. And we have seen that Cincinnati's defense can support two 
top fantasy safeties. So yeah. I, if I'm picking one, it's Bates, no doubt. I'm not worried about him at all. And if yeah. you, you know, when people ask us these questions, you can even say Tracy Walker in Detroit or Jesse yeah. Bates in Cincinnati. The first question I get is, why do you want to start guys? Why do you want to start defensive guys on crappy teams? And I, you, I have to tell people and even tell myself is, I don't care what the real life outcome of the game is, yeah. right? Right. If, right. if you're on a if you're on a team with a crappy defense like Bates or Porter in Detroit, there's going to be a ton of tackles. They're going to be on the field more than half the game yeah. because their team stinks. Right. So again, I don't care what the real life, how the real the game ends in real life. I just want tackles, interceptions, pass, passes deflected, like you said, Dan. They all yeah. accumulate points. You have yeah. to expand your horizons people so one yep. more that maybe isn't somebody that's been around for a couple of years well i guess rap hasn't been around uh Kyrie willis i think in indianapolis is probably a, a lower rated lower ranked guy that i think is going to have a, a nice season you know i actually like him because they drafted malik hooker what a few years ago from ohio state and when he came out of the draft i was not his biggest fan because he's always injury prone and I know everybody's like, well, anybody's injury right prone. But, I mean, he had issues in college. He went to the Colts, and he's had injury issues there, and they're ready to move on from him. And I think Kari Willis, that, that's a good option. I mean, if you're looking for a buy-low candidate with a big upside, that's another good one. All right, we got one more question it. to hit uh, before we – go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. I was just going to say something simple, like, I love a, a like an underrated cornerback. No, not cornerback. An underrated safety when you got when you're playing behind a guy like uh, Justin Houston in Indianapolis, and then who I believe is the number one overall ranked IDP guy, Darius Leonard. He's a stud mm. linebacker, yeah. and it, it just it's the it's a team game. You're all helping each other out. So when you got guys like that playing in front of you, and you're the safety looking at them, there's nowhere to go but uh, but up. I agree with you on Leonard being the number one, but Daniil Hunter's pushing him real close just because of the position scarcity. Yeah. All right, so oh, one more. A, we can we can debate that on the Patreon episode. Sure. Um, we have one more Where'd question, it and it was, um, <laughs> it, it was interesting, and I wanted to bring it up because, first of all, uh, it's, it's Jay the Football Nerd. Uh, he, he asked the question here. Uh, he says he likes to stream his IDP week to week. Uh, he found success in picking up whichever linebacker is playing the Ravens or the Seahawks or a heavy run team. And we asked how many he started, and it's like uh, one IDP and another one he starts two. So my first piece of advice is, Jay, uh, it's, it's good that you're dipping your toes into IDP. It's time to... Join a league with uh, maybe eleven start, yeah, maybe nine or eleven starters, because yes, in those shallow leagues, I'm in one that we have, you know, flirted with IDP. You know, it's been I've been I haven't been on them a lot because I don't want to badger people about stuff constantly. But um, we we introduced IDP, and it's like one or two players. So I have a couple studs, and I don't really worry about it because I I have studs and. You know, I can plug. You know, I have like three IDPs. We start. We started two or three the first, you know, season. I think you we started four. 
You no. you draft yeah. studs and you have everybody has studs. It's it's right. almost like you don't even start any because everybody pretty much has unless somebody has a huge game, you're all pretty much on a level playing field. It's basically like playing in a team ten team league. Everybody's got stars everywhere. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. a twelve team league, but but like I said, his strategy is is yeah. You you look for a matchup you can exploit to try to get extra gravy on top of your standard six or seven tackles that your guys are going to get right. in that league. You know he you know you can start a safety, you can start a, a defensive end or whatever, but why not? I mean that, that's a that's a sound strategy. But again, I'd implore your your league and, and you to to bump that number of starters up a little bit because it, it's almost I'm trying to think of an offensive analogy for that. And the only one I can think of is if you you only start one running back and you're only allowed to start one running back. Right. Like everybody would have a stud running back, and it really <laughs> wouldn't make it. It would be a wash. It would be a wash. Like a wash, everybody's is, running right. backs would cancel each other out, yeah. and you'd have to look at other positions. So I mean, right. sound strategy to try to milk a couple points out of that. Um, so I mean, but. I'd implore you to try to challenge your league, challenge yourself to bump up the number of starting positions. I mean, expand rosters. Um, you, you might have to take a vote on that, obviously. Um, you know, any any changes well, to your league that are that big, you want to change at least a year or two out, you know. But mm-hmm. something to think about or join another league that has more starters and learn more of the deep uh, nature, yeah. I'm not saying free to jump out into a 32 team single copy full IDP 50 round draft like I mentioned earlier. Um, the MDF Invitational is what I'm referring to here that I am in here. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a few years ago you mentioned this. A few years ago, I played all I played was offense only, like most people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I was like, you know, I want to try out this IDP. So I joined a league. It was a general league. You started one linebacker, one defensive lineman, one defensive back. And I was like, man, this is so good. I bet there's something better than this. And I was hooked right off the start. And after that first year, I jumped feet first right into position-specific leagues, huge rosters, big taxi squads. And I've never looked back. I mean, it – I suggest if you're not sure, just kind of try it out and see. Get in a redraft league or something like that, and kind of test it out. And if you like it, you're going to be hooked right off the bat. And man, or you know, join one of our listener leagues if we have openings. That's a good way to learn too. I mean, it's uh, if you love IDP like I do, you're going to be hooked right off the bat, and you're never going to look back. All right, gentlemen. Well, we want to give Chris an opportunity to plug himself one more time before we get out of here for the evening and head on over to our Patreon episode. Uh, so, Chris, go ahead and tell the people where plug, they can plug, find you. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> uh, the simplest, most easy way to get a hold of me, chat with me, see my content is on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Uh, my content is on DFSCheatSheet.com. Uh, if you want to look for me on Facebook, I'm at my name on Facebook is just Chris Robin. It's the same. It, just look for my face and you'll know you, you got the right Chris Robin. So, uh, again, easiest way is on Twitter 
at Detroit Beastie. Come give me a follow. I'll follow you back. I'm really big into helping and supporting other people. I know we, you and I, the, the three of us talked about it an hour and 23 minutes ago before we went live. But, <laughs> uh, that is, that's the only way that I know how to learn and grow with anything is to help and support others, share my content, Absolutely. share my ideas. Uh, that the minute I, I become the smartest man in the room is the minute I've lost my edge, my touch. I'm always willing to uh, listen to constructive criticism. I learn on a daily basis, things like that. So come find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. Let's chat. Let's talk. I got to know you as Detroit Beastie because if I hear the word Robin, I'm thinking automatically, I'm thinking Red Robin. Or Winnie the Pooh, I get a lot too. <laughs> I was thinking Batman. I go to Batman automatically, but yeah, um, I could do worse, I guess. That's true. Yes. <laughs> right. um, but it's it's interesting. You said you know if you're the smartest person in the room, my mentality always is if I'm the smartest person in the room, I need to find a new room. Right. Because <laughs> if right. I need to challenge myself, you know, I need to to find some other intellectual. I think you can always learn. I mean, that's the thing. You can always learn, and like uh, Beastie said always help i mean if you're not helping everybody else then what's the point you know i want these leagues our listener leagues leagues that amen i want them to be the best that they can be you want them I mean, to snipe you left and right no i don't want them to stop me left and right no 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 that's what you just said thanks thanks peter Anyways, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, catch us on the Patreon. Catch us next week. Also, catch us on the IDP Lounge this Friday night, 9 o'clock yeah. Eastern. We will be having three guests. Uh, I don't have the information necessarily in front of me. I think Z-Bags, We need to get Chris Alex. on the lounge. We are. We have plans for that, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I think one of these Fridays, we're going to have to get a, a mock draft going. A full oh, sweet. Maybe just an IDP only mock draft, just to, to cut down some time. Yeah, we can do that. A two hour, maybe maybe set it up on sleeper or something and screen share. I don't know. We can get crazy with it. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. uh, Chris, G thanks. Get jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Oh, when Daryl <laughs> starts saying it's Beastie time get, to end the show. Beastie gets it. He's with me. Beastie gets it. He's with me. Nah, 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 nah. We will catch you on Friday night. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Oh. And we'll catch you on the Patreon. If you're a patron, come join us on the Patreon show. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, Go we Hawks. Have a blast. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on, man. And good night. Now. Tighten up. <laughs>